What's going on? Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the situation of the Brooklyn Nets having suspending Kyrie Irving for the next five games and how the whole Brooklyn Nets saga is going and what they can do to rectify the ship. Uh, we're also going to talk about the World Series that is going on right now um, with both Houston and Philly tied at two games apiece. Uh, so we're going to get our thoughts in on that as well. We're also going to talk about the college football rankings. Now we have a new number one, which is Tennessee. So we're going to talk about what is going to happen this weekend and are there going to be any changes to the rankings going forward. My co-host, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross, join me on Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. Everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. I got my co-host nice and smooth with me. So what's going on, fellas? How's everything at this point? Everything is good. And in the words of my man Jalen Rose, you got to give the people what they want. Let's, <laughs> let's get it. I wonder if you said that to Bali, but never mind. Um, <laughs> that's the biggest I cut off, so I'm, 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 I'm glad I missed it. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I wonder if you gave that to Molly, but, you know, that's the, the one of the biggest fumbles ever, but we're not here to talk about that. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest. <laughs> the biggest. Um, I don't even get to about that. I, I digress. We got a lot to talk about. Oh. What can we say? What can we say? Um, let's get it in. Brooklyn Nets has suspended Kyrie Irving for five games for, quite frankly, for everything that he has done. <laughs> um, bottom line, um, everything that's been going on in this world with Kyrie Irving, um, number one, for him not apologizing. That's number one. Number two, most importantly, for him um, doubling down on his remarks in regards to the tweet that is infamous infamous now uh, about the anti-Semitic tweet that that he retweeted or post that he retweeted. Uh, so he was he's supposed to be speaking with um, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, quite frankly, he had an interview this morning where he did not even apologize, uh, or I think a lot of people were expecting him to apologize, but he didn't do that. Uh, so a lot of people has been saying that at this particular point, something should be happening. Something should have happened. And quite frankly, they end up doing it by suspending him five games. So let me get your thoughts on this. I mean, it's just one of the many things that's the Brooklyn Nets saga as the saga continues. Of course, don't forget that um, earlier they had fired on uh, coach Steve Nash after a two and five start. Uh, so. With that being said, I am going to reserve my comments until last and would like to get your thoughts on this whole Brooklyn Nets saga that is right now Kyrie Irving and also the firing of Steve Nash and the possibility of um, coaching hire of Ime Adoka. I wonder if Kyrie is doing what he's doing so he can get out of Brooklyn. Thought came up across. That's been some talk. Because most people, most athletes, I should say, regardless if 
what they might have posted or what they might have said when it angers a particular group or a person or group of people, uh, depending on race, religion, however you want to go about it. If they do something wrong, they typically come out there and say, I'm sorry. They'll come out there and say, I'm going to talk with that particular group, educate myself, blah, 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 blah. Everybody goes through the same rigor remote. Stephen A. Smith went through it. Uh, other people went through it. You know, you apologize because it's your job. You're not trying to get suspended. Blah, 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 blah. Kyrie is like, F this. I say what I said. I said, you know, whatever. You know, my bad if I piss somebody off, but I ain't apologizing for nothing. My man is going real rogue. He is walking a very fine line. And I don't think he wants, I think, personally, I think he wants out of Brooklyn. I think he's just trying to find his way to get out. And I think it would be, but the sad thing about it is because what he's doing isn't necessarily helping himself because then it's just going to be another team's problem. He's a great talent, but does does anybody want to sit there and worry about his thought processes? If he goes down this road again, then that's our headache. Then that's our problem. You know, I think Kyrie is going to run himself into a point where he's going to, he probably won't be able to, Nets probably won't be able to trade him. He's going to finish out this year under his contract and he's going to go somewhere and a team is going to lowball the hell out of him. And he ain't going to want that. So I think this personally, he keeps going down this road. This might be his last season in the NBA. Because he's he is really getting to, to getting to a point where he's being more of a he's more of a problem and a liability than he is an asset. You know, this is not this is not the first time he's he's this is the first time he's ever did something like this of this caliber. But if you're talking about the bubble and his issues with the bubble, if you talk about with COVID and the vaccine, his issues with the vaccine and you know, all that other crap that, you know, BS that he was spewing and, and the way he was going about doing things. This might just be the last straw to Nets. Nets said the possibility of five games could be longer. And I guarantee within the five games, they're looking to see if they can get his ass up out of Brooklyn. And if he if they do, they, he's, they, they're going to get nothing. They're going to get, you know, scraps on a the, on the dollar for him because nobody's going to give him, give the Nets exactly what they want. Uh, as far as Steve Nash is very unfortunate, you know, he had to deal with a lot of different crap last season. It spilled over to this season. KD want to be traded. Kyrie wanted out. You didn't know what the hell they was going to have in the team. You know, Steve can only take with so much. I guarantee it was more Steve than anybody else that wanted out. He's like, I can't deal with this crap no more. Like Amari Stoudemire, Amari Stoudemire was like, I, I got to get out of this crap, this dysfunction. Um, Ime Doka. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they get him, that's fine. But I guarantee he probably wants. First of all, he probably got to put something in his contract to say don't don't stare at women in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I know subtle jab, very subtle. But uh, outside of that, you know, it's just I don't know, man. The Nets are the greatest the greatest laughing stock stock on earth right now. This this so much dysfunction with so much promise with so much talent, and you know, it's this. You're talking about a way for a team to have so much promise, you know, when they had their big three to where they are now and how it's all shaping out. Sad. But can I say, but can I say, 
Russell, Russell Westbrook has a uh, has life. We're not talking Lakers, but go Russ. I know you heard me. You did what you had to do. But I move on. Whoever's next. <laughs> well, uh, I uh, well I agree with you on one thing is I think that you know his Kyrie's days and Nets. The clock is probably ticking somewhere with someone. Um, but if anybody thought he was going to give a true apology, I think they were severely misled. I mean, if he had felt any kind of remorse about what he did or thought that he was doing something wrong, then he wouldn't retweeted the thing about the movie to begin with. And then when some people called him out, then he would have had the foresight to be like, you know, I apologize as a fan. But no, he just didn't do it. I mean, even with the people in the, in the, in the seats wearing, you know, the shirt that says uh, we're not we're not for I think anti-Semitism or whatever it was that was right in the you know front row still he did nothing I mean it wasn't until he probably got his hand forced by probably Adam Silver and T Mona to do something and then when he did it he didn't even do an apology and if I was a T Mona I'd have been like you got to guarantee you do a an apology they probably told him we need you to say something to kind of quell this down some kind of apology and he goes out and basically says I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings. Now, initially, I heard that he gave an apology, and I thought all was well and good. And then about an hour or two ago, then we hear about he got suspended five games because his apology was an apology. And I'm like, well, did you think he really was? The man, you know, marches to the beat of his own drum. Um, so I don't know what they what they were thinking. If I'm Sean Marks and if I'm John Josai, I would give Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant both their wishes and get them out of and get them out of Brooklyn. Trade them both. You got mm. Steve Nash, got Steve Nash, got scapegoated for this whole mess, but he was dead man walking from day one. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Udumi Adoko, do you really want to go to that mess for as it is right now? If I'm him, and if you're still getting paid and suspended from the from the from the Boston Celtics, yeah, if you're getting suspended and still getting paid not your full salary is that the job that you want to go to i'm i'll be like i don't know i mean there's probably going to be plenty of the jobs that's going to open up in the nba you just wait the season out once boston finally does give you your 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 send-off then you may have to pick your litter um but what i don't agree ace is that he's this someone's going to pick him up i mean his talent is as of right now, his talent level does overshadow some of the dumb shit that he does. So this is going to be a taker. Someone will will try and think I can fix him. I can get him to play. At first, I would have thought maybe L.A. Oh, tr- trust me, Ace. Don't don't shake your head. It's I, I, I'm not, not done. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that two to three year ago, Kyrie was bearable. I mean, you could deal with some of the crap that he was putting up with. But this stuff right now, you know, like, the dude is just... I don't know if he's smoking some weird-ass weed. You know, I, I don't know what he's doing. You know, but man, he is just on some... He's on some next-level shit, and that, that joint is just like... I, I don't know, man. You know, that... Like, he's yes, toxic at the... He's toxic at the moment, and if they have to send him home for longer than five games, yeah... 
But trust me, somebody out there will will take a chance on him. I mean, dude, I mean, Carmelo wasn't Carmelo, but Carmelo got blackballed. He didn't even do shit. <laughs> and that, I don't even know why. Exactly. So if, if Carmelo got blackballed, ain't do nothing. John Wall got sat and ain't do nothing other than said he wanted to play. You you trying to think that somebody gonna sit there and tell Kyrie, sit your ass down, and um, we may or may not pick you up. I'm, I'm just saying, it, stars have been getting shut down for no for no apparent reason. You trying to tell me this one here because it's Kyrie? Yes, he's box office as Stephen A. Smith says, but the boy is the same. When you costing your owner money, I don't know. The man, he, he you gonna tell me that Kyrie ain't gonna sit there and say, I want 40 or 50, I want uh, James, uh, uh, whatever, the beard's money, whatever you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You try to tell me he ain't want 40 or 50 million dollars a year, he gonna command it because he knows he's that type of a player. But you trying to tell me owner's gonna sit there and say, well, yeah, I could, but you know, you might cost me 30 million dollars because of some crap that you're gonna say. Somebody will. He might as well just take his talents to China. <laughs> like I said, the, the talent, his talent level right now is high enough where somebody out there, one of those owners out there, is going to be willing to take a chance. Once all this kind of dies down, they somebody will. Maybe San Antonio, just because of old dude that just got got booted. But you know, we're not here to talk about that right now. San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Right, that kid. Josh Primo. Yeah, he he Primo, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Dumbass. Anyway. (laughs) Al, you haven't haven't spoken your truth about your hometown squad. (laughs) What say ye? You know, Shall, shall we? Shall me and Earl dust off the soapbox? There is no soapbox. I am not. I, I, let me rephrase that. I don't know if there will be a soapbox. I doubt it. Um, I wish I, I had a flame I, emoji so I could, uh, <laughs> so I could put the flames on in the background when you go off because I feel it's coming. It's not. No. No. It's not, it's not. First things first. Um, let me answer that. Um, Kyrie will if if Kyrie was to leave Brooklyn, he will get signed by another team. Um, is, is box office and the one like you said, like Stephen A. said, one person that comes to mind that was able to get away with a lot and still got signed was Dennis Rodman. Now, I'm not going to say that he's on that level, but I'm saying the fact that the stuff that Dennis Rodman did, but still was able to sign with multiple teams after the fact. I think that that's still going to carry some weight where Kyrie is going to be that dude where his skill set is still going to get him signed no matter what, to a team, at least of right now. Now, I also agree with what you said earlier that there could be reasoning because he may want out of Brooklyn as well because the last game that he played against Chicago just tells me that that's something out of James Harden move where you don't score a basket someone that averages over 25 points a game and you don't score your first back basket into the fourth quarter of the game and you've been playing minutes after minute throughout that whole time and i saw parts of that game where he just seemed to be deflecting more than shooting so it could be that's one of the reasons why a lot of people 
is thinking that he may want out of Brooklyn as well. This could be a way out. Um, but it's amazing the fact that so many people that I've seen, especially on social media, is defending that. Especially what I've heard online and on social media and radio talk shows. There's a lot of people that defends Kyrie Irving's, Irving's actions, even until this day. Um, even without not ask, having to apologize. They, some people feel as though he shouldn't have to apologize. So you have to think of the mindset that these people right now, there's fans out there that are in full support of Kyrie Irving as it stands right now. There are people complaining the fact that he got suspended for five games. So I think what this does overall for Kyrie Irving's sake, and no, let me rephrase that, for Brooklyn and for Brooklyn Nets' sake, for the team's sake, they have to do something where they have to part ways. Fortunately, he's on his final year of the contract. So once this year is over, everything can go. But Brooklyn has so many other issues that they got to focus on right now, not just with Kyrie Irving, definitely with Ben Simmons and trying to find a new coach um, that is still, you know, that is able to get them out of the hump and get them back into playoff contention. Because right now, they're a last-rate defense, and they don't have any shown signs of any type of improvement or anything to look forward to. So I think that Brooklyn needs to really, quite frankly, focus on Brooklyn, leave the Kyrie mess out now that he's suspended, and focus on getting the team back to where they need to be. Now, with that being said, this whole Kyrie situation, the fact that he didn't apologize, I think is the biggest issue that is going on right now. And I think that the fact that he didn't apologize to this at this time, still to this time, is what really got a lot of people upset. And it's not going – right now it's not going to change the nature of things, the way they stand, because fans are going to be fans. They're going to have their opinions about Kyrie, whatever the case may be. But I think the, the fact there that he didn't apologize, I think that's where the NBA is like, now we got to step in. Adam Silver is like, look, you're not doing anything at this point to remedy this situation. All you're doing right now is avoiding it. Um, so I think that at this particular point, they had to do what they had to do. And what's crazy about it is because of Kyrie's status and popularity that he has to be careful what he does going forward. And I'm just amazed at the fact that he hasn't held taken accountability for this yet. That's where I'm a little bit surprised. Like, and we, and there's been talks about in the NBA about like Miles Leonard, um, who almost did, quite frankly, the same thing. And he immediately apologized. And now he's blackballed by the NBA because right now there's no team that's going to look to sign him. And it, it's a similar situation. The only difference is, is that he was Miles, he's Miles Leonard, and this is Kyrie Irving. And so I think that I'm, to be honest, I'm very curious to see how Kevin Durant. Is, um, is feeling about this because all this time you came over is because of Kyrie. You wanted to play with Kyrie. With everything that happened these past couple of years, including what happened in the bubble, what happened with the vaccination, all this stuff, now you have this as an added realm to something in the new year. And the new year hasn't, hasn't gone completely 10 games yet. And now you got to deal with this with Kyrie. Like, I'm wondering how he's feeling about this. Um, I'm very curious to find out, to be honest with you. Um, but the whole situation with Steve Nash, bottom real quick, Steve Nash, he's too nice. He was too nice. Um, they wasn't going to respond to him. It was basically, quite frankly, 
the, the players weren't bottom line listening to the coach. And the coach, and Steve Nash knew it. He had to know. Like, it wasn't at a point where he could do the things that will hold the players accountable. So I think overall this was the right move. And it's not a knock against Steve Nash as the as a player or, I mean, as a person or as a head coach. It's just that his coaching style didn't fit the Brooklyn Nets, bottom line. Um, quite frankly, which is why the reason why they want Ime Adoka, because he will hold these players accountable. Um, from what I'm told, he will hold everyone accountable. Um, and he definitely will tighten up the defense because the def- they don't, the Brooklyn Nets doesn't have any defense, bottom line. So I'm... I get the fact that Ime Udoko um, had consensual, you know, relations with the person in Boston. Um, I think he learned his lesson. Um, hopefully, I, let me rephrase that. I pray that he learned his lesson because, quite frankly, if he comes down there and eventually does something similar to this, it's going to be a problem. And it's just more of the nonsense that Brooklyn don't need right now. They, it's too much drama in Brooklyn. And they need to cut the drama as quickly as possible. They did it with Steve Nash. Um, I want to see what they're going to do with Kyrie Irving. And hopefully they bring in someone, even if it's Ime Odoka, to bring to write the ship. Because they definitely need to write the ship. No box. No so box. Man, now you know, like I know, them women in Brooklyn are savage. They go after that fool like nobody's business. Hey, if, he, if if he's if she doesn't work for the team or no one's executive <laughs> wife, then it's all good. Like, like, dude, like, but you're talking about Nia here. Come on, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you that's can't. I, I mean, there is no possible. I mean, and this is me talking, like, you know, like all jokes aside. Like, there, why? There's no possible way that you can tell me that. It, why? That's that's all I want to know. Why? Like you talking about Nia Long? I don't care who every else. Time, is every, every time you say that name, I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, I don't, that's why I'm like, I'm I'm dumbfounded by it. Like, I don't know. Bottom line is this: if the relationship is not working, then you can do do whatever at this particular point, live your life. But it's Nia. Like, I don't I don't get that. The only thing I, I I don't want to delve too far into that subject. The only thing, I, the only comment I'm going to make is that you know it is Neil Long. Yes, that was his, his fiance for the upteen years. It didn't look like they were on any road of getting married, so we technically have no idea what kind of relationship they currently were having at the time. Fair point. So Fair point. Still, I'm gonna just. Mm. I get it. We don't know the inner workings of said relationship. So we don't know if there's been so many speculations about they kind of had a open thing and maybe not an open thing. And what and yes, he got he got caught out. Well, let me phrase that. He got outed. Outed. <laughs> yeah. He got outed. He got outed. And um, cause somebody was salty about the situation, but would this situation be, here's the one question and leave it at that. Would this situation be as bad if his wife wasn't Nia Long and was just, or his fiance wasn't Nia Long, but just some other non-famous chick? 
I think so, just because it was the VP of Finance or something like that. I don't, I don't know if it blew up into the uh, into the, the media frenzy, but it definitely probably would have made Boston news. Yeah, no, and it's funny that you mentioned that because we was, I mean, me and my wife was just talking about that like for a quick minute, and I said that you know, sports, no, sports, majority of sports people are going to know it as Ine Doku's fiance. But media people, um, people that, you know, you know, I mean, people in social media know it as Nia Long's fiance. So, hey, that, I, I mean, fiance, say it again. I didn't know it was his fiance. You know, I had to I had to wait to hear it from the media that, you know, those two were linked together. But then but again, I don't that, I don't be caring about people and what they do. So, yeah, but, but my point is, is, like, from a sports standpoint, like, that would be something that you would pick up. But right. from like a female standpoint, they're picking it up from you know like the talk and all that stuff, and True. they're take they're picking it up as Nia Long's husband. So that's how that got to that because I like um Cass is, she'll tell me she'd be like yo you mean Nia Long's husband and I'd be like no I mean he made he made Doku's wife I mean fiance and she'd be like no Nia Long's <laughs> I said yeah wife. <laughs> So, but I digress. We, I mean, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, I, I, let's not get right. too far in the weeds on that one. All right. All right. So I, I touched on something not to, the, the, to labor on the, the NBA. Um, we're not going to talk about the Lakers and Russell, in Russell Westbrook, you know, they, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that he's starting to find his niches groove and he's starting to be the rust that we, we know and love regardless yeah. of his role on the squad. But We'd be remiss not to sit there and talk about Josh Primo from uh, the San Antonio Spurs and he, him being a first-round pick in the 2021 draft, being released due to exposing himself to his therapist, uh, from my understanding, nine times. Yeah. And the therapist telling the organization on several different occasions that this is going on and they did nothing. I don't know if that's hearsay, you know, verse this versus that, but that's very disturbing in a sense that I guess I I hate to speculate because this is a very touchy and a very sensitive suspect suspect. I mean sorry, a very sensitive subject. Considering that the the type of type of situation it is, but then when I sit there and think about uh, Deshaun Watson and all the other crap that goes on, at what point, up to nine times, is enough is enough, and you just refuse to stop seeing dude? <laughs> like, was the first time, hey, that's cute. The second time, like, that's all right. <laughs> the third time, like. All right, man. I've seen it the first two times. You know, you don't gotta show me again. The fourth time's like, dude, what's going on? Why you keep doing this? Like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, why, why is it that you kept seeing, dude? And why did you allow yourself to see it nine times? Well, first, well, first thing, sir, I don't think she allowed to see to see him. I think that there, he was. I think the Spurs organization, you know, re, re, it was a requirement for whatever it, situation, whatever the issue is with Josh Primo. So I think it was more so. I don't think it was voluntary. I think it was more involuntary at this stage. Now. But, but again, but but again, if you did it the one time, the shit offended you. 
regardless if it's the Spurs saying that this is what he needs to do as a therapist, a counselor, or whatever she whatever she considers herself to be, if that bothered you after the first time, why do you continue to see the dude? But like like I said, it could have been. It, it's, it's not. I don't think it was more of a voluntary thing, and. We have to get more of the information because who's to say that she didn't – the first time she didn't go to make that report? Who's to say that the first three times, second time, she didn't go and make that report? So I think it's more so of we just need a little bit more information um, at this stage. I get where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. I think that we definitely need a little bit more information in regards to how – like it has to be in chronological order. Like when was this file? Was this file just one time or was it filed multiple times? Um, right. Once we find out that information, then I think that, that we would be able to see exactly what the issue, you know, what we can assess from that. But I think that overall, the, the question I really have is, is that from the organization standpoint is whether or not it's true that it's, they knew about it. That's really what it is. You know, like let's say, for example, Houston, they knew about the situation with Deshaun Watson to some extent. So, what? Hold on. To some extent, dude, Houston was the one setting up the hotel rooms and having the lady sign the NDA. They knew. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to be nice about it, but okay, they knew. But my point point is is that, my point is is that um, we have to see. What's what the Spurs do? That's where I'm coming from. Um, and we, I don't know who has to do that, do that diligence in, in doing that research in regards to it, but we definitely have to see if the Spurs knew about this beforehand. Well, I'm gonna take a hard pass on the subject because this is my first time necessarily hearing about it, so I don't know enough for an opinion. So I'm gonna just hard pass this go round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trust me, I, I thought it was shocking when they just did it to release. Like, well, damn. Yeah, I mean, no, no. When we, yeah, we, that was shocking. Everybody was saying that. They was like, "Why are right. they releasing this joker?" Like, right. they, they, and, and I said that. I said, "Like, something has to be. Something must have happened." Exactly. Y'all just don't release anybody, especially when you just. I mean, you just drafted him. I think a year ago. So something had. He, and they said he was doing very well. Yeah, like he was going to be part of that future, but yeah. I digress. We'll continue to monitor the situation and speak on it as uh, more information comes out. But I, again, my thoughts and my my questions are not sitting there trying to poke, oh, yeah. or or you know misinterpret uh, this young lady's feelings about what went on. I just have questions, and it's just and it's not being answered right right exactly exactly it's bottom line is that is is you know it's just a lot of questions that are unanswered that we want to get answered exactly uh, i completely agree um um any uh, that was nba yeah uh, yeah we can start we, nba like yeah i mean we you know we don't even care until after christmas at least i don't Look, yeah not to be okay, honest, I, I don't but i do want to say shout out to utah jazz and cleveland uh, for their records, respectively, uh, especially Utah, because nobody didn't see them being where they are right now. So I have to get the record. They're the like six and one. What about Cleveland? Six. I think they're six. They're both six and one or something like that. Um, but I have to give credit where credit is due because everybody thought that Utah was going to be um, last in the NBA, and they're definitely doing better than expected. Danny Ainge is a beast in GM. 
Sorry. He is a beast. He's he ended up getting tr- multiple draft picks and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I digress. I know, I know. It ain't it ain't fun to the playoffs time. I understand. I'm about to say, you wake me up when Utah gets to the Western Conference Finals. Until then, seen his seen his movie before. Sheesh, she said the Western Conference Finals. Damn. <laughs> you, you know, at least make it no let me all right. At least let them make it out the first round of the playoffs. And then I, they'll have they'll pique my interest. But until then. Okay. Hey, let, let's go Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Oh, NBA right. is done. Let's get it into the World Series. Of course, right now, Houston is leading the Philadelphia Phillies 2-1. to one, And right now, the series is tied at two games apiece. So, let me get your thoughts on Houston and Philadelphia. Of course, I believe Houston was the one that had that no-hitter as a team that last game and won the game 5 nothing. So, let me get your thoughts on the World Series and how everything is shaping up to be. And do you still think that your team is going, that you pick is still going to win? Uh, wow. Yes. This world series is, it's very entertaining to say the least. Uh, pitching. It seems like this game, this game five, the pivotal game five pitching is really starting to shine. There's not that many runs being scored. Obviously, Game three, tons of runs for the Philly. Game five, game four, tons of runs for Houston. So pitching is being being shown at times. Some explosive bats and some timely runs are being showed uh, in, in in all four games. But this seems like the the closest game so far. Uh, I still kind of stick by my guns, saying Houston in six. Um. I thought that if Philly ever had a chance, like they jumped on Verlander in game one, they, they probably would have needed to jump on Verlander in game five. Verlander is really putting on a show right now. Um, so unless Philly does something miraculous, I'm not saying that it can't go seven because it can. Philly showed that they're very resilient, very tough squad, very gritty. Um, they're really, they really embody – uh, some of the good qualities of, of Philadelphia, you know, their fan base can be real suspect at times, but you know, the hardworking, the hardworking folks in Philadelphia is really showing out with this squad, you know, especially going through the playoffs. Um, uh, I must admit, uh, it's a lot more entertaining than I would have gave it credit for. Still not what everybody expected as far as the, who they probably would have wanted to see in the world series. Everybody had a good idea that Houston probably would make it, but they're probably looking for more like L.A. or maybe uh, San Diego uh, to come and make some some splashes uh, into the World Series. But overall, I have no complaints. Uh, I would low-key like to see Philly win, just to piss off E a little bit, um, just so he has to deal with his coworkers. Uh <laughs> oh, that's not they they win. Uh, that, that's that's cool with me. It's the Eagles. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, hey, uh, that's all you ask for when it comes to the World Series that you get a decent series and it's not one sided or lopsided. And this this seems to be two, despite the records of each squad, it seems to be kind of an evenly matched type of series that. Could very well go seven. And if it does, I'm all for it. Uh, 
Yeah, I agree with Ace. Compelling series. I mean, um, yes, this might not have been the most sexiest of matches that people were anticipating. They probably would have thought that it would have been, you know, at the very least, the Dodgers <laughs> and either Houston or um, the Yankees um, wound up being Houston and the Phillies. So, you know, I guess it doesn't matter how many games you win in the regular season. <laughs> it just matters what happens when you do in the playoffs uh, as far as baseball is concerned. So um, uh, I didn't pick anybody. I mean, um, you know, it would be nice to see Philly win. I can't knock it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think the winner of the winner of tonight's game um, probably will wind up going on winning the series. Um, I think Philly really needs to win this game because if they don't, they got two games to try to, to, to wrap, you know, to win it in Houston, that's going to be a very, very tall task, even though they were able to um, erase a five-game lead that the, that the um, Astros had. Um, but, I mean, this, you know, it's been win one, lose one. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, this is going to be, you know, it's a it's a series. I mean, it's, until you win one game on, on another person's, uh, you know, home field, it's not a series, and it's been a series, so it's entertaining. It's what two one right now. Um, thank God is not another you know shutout. The um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, for me the Phillies, you know, you know, since I work Philly, it's you know, it's a lot more festive in the area. If they lose, it's probably not going to be as festive, but they'll still they still you know rock and ride for their squads. Um, you know, it's the Eagles where we'll have the issues, but um. <laughs> But I won't mind seeing the Phillies win. Um, it would definitely be some new blood. I mean, you would have thought at the beginning of the season it, it wasn't looking so good. I mean, to the point where they had to, you know, let the manager go, and then miraculously, all of a sudden, they started playing better. I thought the players got them fired, but that's another conversation for another story. Um, but credit, you know, they're doing their thing, and we'll we'll see what happens. Um, can they win? Yeah. But do I think they're going to win at all? If they don't win tonight, I don't see them winning two in Houston. Maybe one, depending on who's pitching game six. But I don't know about two. I'm, I'm still shocked that uh, that the that Houston opted to pitch Verlander game five, but. I am thinking and I'm banking that Verlander is going to sit there and say that on three days rest that I'm willing to come out of the bullpen in game seven, if need be, if it goes that far. Because um, I really would have thought that uh, Dusty Baker would have took Verlander one, four, and seven uh, if it went that far. But I guess he figures that you know he didn't want to waste – Verlander in a game four if they were up to one. But I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the strategy. Uh, but I do. I I, I want to see it go. I really do want to go see it go seven, but I just don't see it happening. If if Philly don't win tonight, I, I, I can't say that they won't win in Houston because they did win in Houston, but I don't know. The pressure is really on them to really try to push a game seven. And Houston's been there time and time again, and that's a lot of pressure, especially being that they're young and they haven't been to the World Series in quite some time. 
So, you know, that, I guess that's just really my take. This follow up with E, you know, I, I, I agree with everything he said, but eh, I don't know. Damn Yankees. Anyway. Nah, I, I co-sign. Damn Dodgers. <laughs> nah, I co-sign with everything that you guys are saying as well. I think that overall, Philly has the opportunity to capitalize in this particular game. And they need it because if they don't, then I, I agree. I think Houston will pull away at the you know, and, and close the series out in six games. So, um, at this point, you know, this is a this is a this is a must win game, and whoever wins this game is, is going to is going to have that advantage. So we will see. We will definitely see. Um, there's one more thing that we want to talk about, and of course, and that is with the um, hmm, the new college football rankings that are out right now. Uh, I thought Tennessee was number one, but it looks like yeah. Georgia. Then I'm looking at the wrong. Tennessee yeah, if is you look at, if you if you're looking at the BCS playoff format, then yes, Tennessee is in the number one slot. But uh, but maybe okay. the uh, the the rankings like the maybe AP poll or AP, college yeah. polls it's, it's Georgia. has Georgia yeah. as number one. That's what I was. Thinking. Okay. All right. Cause I was, I was, I was a little bit confused for a second. Okay. All right. So with that being said, the one thing I'm just, I'm glaring at right now is that Alabama is now six. Well, they, they got their ass handed to them. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So then the question becomes now with the changes that's happening, you think it's going to stay this way until the college football playoffs? Uh, well, a lot will be a lot will be said come come Saturday. If Georgia beats Tennessee and Ohio State is playing Northwestern, uh, as much as I, it's going to suck for Ohio State, but Ohio State's probably going to stay at number two. Georgia's probably going to leapfrog them, go to number one. If Alabama wins, I'm just looking at it now. Let's just say the status quo, Tennessee, Georgia beats Tennessee, Ohio State wins, Clemson, Michigan, and Alabama win. Um, I think Tennessee will fall down to uh, – you know what's sad? And I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate for saying this. And this is going to be shitty for Ohio State. But if Georgia beats Tennessee – I can see Georgia one, Tennessee two, Ohio State dropping the three because they played Northwestern and they ain't playing nobody. Yeah. I'm saying that if Georgia and Tennessee, they play this weekend, Georgia beats Tennessee. I think Georgia ends up being number one. Tennessee is just going to fall to number two. Ohio State will drop the three because it's the SEC. But that's just my gut. If Georgia blows out Tennessee, then I think Ohio State stays where they are. Tennessee probably dropped a three, maybe four, depending on how Clemson plays. But if it's a really close, tight game, I see Georgia leapfrogging to one, Tennessee dropping to two. Everything else will stay the same. Um, Alabama is still very much in it because if they uh, they turn around and, and go to the SEC championship and win, 
Alabama's in. Unfortunately, they'll probably be like a four or three, but they'll get in. Yeah, I, <laughs> when I saw these rankings, like like I, like I was telling Ace a couple of days ago, it's not shocking to see two SEC teams in the, in, in the top top four spots. That's almost predictable. It was shocking that there was Tennessee was number one outside of Georgia not being number one and Alabama being number six. Um, but they do got one loss. But even though they, a lot of people think those one losses are better than better than no losses, which is which is I'm surprised that there's six in Michigan is number five. Um, but, you know, to me, this means nothing because it's going to change. Tennessee is going to play Georgia. Ohio State is going to play Michigan. So these things are going to these these things are going to change over the next three to four weeks. I agree with Ace. Um, if Georgia beats Tennessee and it's close, I could see them probably Georgia and, and Tennessee flip flopping, regardless of what Clemson does. Um, Ohio State has to blow out Northwestern. Um, Big Clemson, time. Clemson. I'm not sure who they who they're playing. Um, the next game up. Um, Oh, they're playing Notre Dame. Clemson? Yeah. So they beat Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame handily, which I think they should because Notre Dame is really on an off year, unfortunately. They'll they'll probably stay where they're at. Michigan needs to blow out my my alma mater, Rutgers. (laughs) But they won't get no style points for that because Rutgers is not that good. So Right. Uh, Michigan is on the outside is in a, is is in a bad spot. They basically need to beat Ohio State when they play them next. It's it's, but like I said, really, those top those top four, they're going to flip flop over the next three to four weeks because everybody's because Tennessee plays Georgia, Ohio State is going to play Michigan, and if Clemson doesn't lose, it's going to flip flop. I agree. I just, I just, man, look. I'm I'm mad that last week Syracuse had every opportunity to beat Clemson and let them off the hook. <laughs> Clemson is Clemson is beatable. Clemson is very much beatable, and and I'm just looking at the ACC schedule. Clemson got Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami. South Carolina. Oh my God, Clemson can run the gamut. I don't see nobody. I don't see anybody on the last four, four weeks that's going to sit there and scare. Maybe, maybe Notre Dame if they come out there and really show their air game. I don't see. I don't see Clemson taking an L. Maybe not till the uh, ACC championship game, depending on who they play. I was going to say I see Notre Dame as. As probably a tight game, um, but I think they should win because they're going to be at Notre Dame. Um, so that's going to be a crazy game. I think that Miami game is is might be a bit of a trap game. If they go in there sleepwalking, then um, they might get got. I'm not going to say that they are, but I'm just saying that that could be a game that could be a, a trap game if they're not, you know, you know, if they're, if, they're, if they're not dialed in. Well, uh, do you think Clemson makes the switch at, Q- at QB? Uh, that I've, uh, DJ uh, Ungaluake, or I can't pronounce his name. I apologize, sir. 
Um, but I'm curious. They switched them out in the Syracuse game. Oh, no, not the Syracuse game. They switched them out in the uh, – maybe it was the Syracuse game. And he played very, very well. So I'm just curious if they'll run with uh, K. Klub- Klubink, Klubnik instead of DJ Ungaluale moving forward. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think the lease is short on that, though. Oh yeah, his lease was short from from the his play last year. Yeah, and you know Dabo ain't got no problems snatching it from you and then telling you to hit the hit the road. <laughs> I think he'll give him another chance, but I think that he he's definitely. I think he knows like right now that there's no more slip ups <laughs> at this point. Right, right, right. I I I like Earl. Earl and I we talked earlier this week and. The expanded, the expanded playoffs can't come soon enough. You know, it, I I really wish that I would get that similar feeling of when March Madness comes around and you can almost sense that there's going to be a 15 taken, taken down a two, you know, and now, hell, a 16 can take down a one depending on uh, whatever. So that's, that's possible. But football is so one-sided as far as talent is concerned. That the, the 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 cream of the crop goes to the same schools every time. So, if you expand the playoffs to twelve teams, you know the the way it's going to be a one twelve two two eleven three ten that that type of thing. So, it, uh, it just it just sucks, man. Sick and tired of Clemson. Sick and tired of Georgia. You know, and when these teams have the opportunity to go and punch them in the mouth and then they let them off the hook, that's what's so depressing. Syracuse, man, I, you guys had me like, yes, I was a, I was actually a Syracuse fan for about a, a little more than half a football half a football game. Then y'all just disappointed me. What the hell? Why, Dino? Come on, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Plus, to make make matters worse. West Virginia is just sucking. Oh God, I oh they stink. Hmm. Well, I mean, well, I mean, y'all did put up a good game against TCU. I'm sick and tired of putting up good games, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, um, I'm pretty sure that what, what no matter what happens, there's going to be changes this upcoming weekend anyway because of the games that's going on. So this this ranking right now is not going to last long. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that we can <laughs> I was going to say, but if, if, if Tennessee beats Georgia – Ooh, that that is gonna that will at least for a week make things interesting. I'm curious. I'm about to pull up Tennessee's uh, remaining yeah. schedule and see they they got Georgia this week. Then they got Missouri, which they should easily win. Then they got Vanderbilt, another win. Hold on. Skip the week. South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh no, no. Hold on. Tennessee this week. Mm-hmm. Missouri next week. Right. And then you mean South- Georgia. They have Tennessee has Georgia this week, you said Tennessee. Yeah, Georgia this week, then Missouri next week, then the following week, Vanderbilt. No, the following week is South Carolina. Okay. Either way, if Georgia don't trip them up. 
they should pretty much cakewalk into the SEC championship. If. Uh, and that would be most likely against Roll Tide. Would it be? Yeah. Are you sure? Was the Tennessee's SEC, SEC East? They were on the same side as Georgia. All right. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. That's yeah. what I was saying. That's what I was saying. If Tennessee beats Georgia, it's going to make things real interesting. You're right. You're right. Because that means somebody, if, like you said, they beat Georgia and then they run the table, make the ACC championship game between Georgia and Alabama, somebody's going to be out. And it might wind up being Georgia if Alabama beats Tennessee if they meet up in the SEC championship game. Mm. Ah, because Tennessee would have beat Georgia head-to-head. Yeah. And Alabama would have beat Tennessee to win the championship game. They would would most likely get a spot. Tennessee would probably still get a spot. And then the other two remaining spots is going to be the (laughs) toss-up. More than likely, unless Michigan takes out Ohio State, then it'll probably be Michigan and then whoever. And Clemson going to have to pray, pray, pray like hell. <laughs> they don't get, they don't, they don't get some chucked for uh, Georgia. Clemson oh. just got to be happy that they can uh, make it through the rest of the ACC in the ACC championship game. True. Alabama also needs to. They have that work cut out for them as well because they got LSU and um, Mississippi. So yeah. Alabama, yeah, they got their work cut out for them as well. So Mississippi State this year when LSU might give them a little bit of problems, but it better not be a close game if they beat them. That's what, yeah, yeah. It so, don't matter. Alabama's Alabama. They'll get the nod. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Well, no, I'll put it like this: you, there would be there would be a lot of. There'll be a lot of noise if they lose any of their remaining games to still get them. There'll be a lot of noise. Sorry. But we we could definitely talk about that because those changes is going to happen next week anyway. Um, We'll talk about it next week uh, when the the new rankings come out as well. Uh, But we are up against the clock. So, fellas, let them know where they can find you at. You can find me at the hot spot, hot box, <laughs> hot <laughs> box. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and the gram, uh, J.E. Ross, number seven. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're lucky you didn't find me passed out on my couch, bro. I think it was tired today. Did I tell you that you almost could have found me on 695 coming home from work because I got rear-ended twice by the same guy this evening? Wow. <sighs> Gave me a headache, dude. But anyway, you can also find me on Twitter, Adrian Cat one oh, excuse me, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. I was about to give you my email address, but I don't want you guys really reaching out to me like that. I thought it was your burner account. It could have been. No, no, that's my burner. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, I am our calls. Twitter, Instagram, I am our calls. You can also catch guys talking sports no matter where you are on the podcast. Just search guys talking sports and you are there. 
like we also check us out live as well on YouTube Live, on Twitch TV, on Twitter Live, as well as some of the other platforms out there that are live. We are live and we appreciate all the love and support out there, all the comments that was out there to Lorinda, I see you. Uh, thank you for chatting on the chat as well. But it's time for us to go. Catch us again, again, same channel, same time next week, um, different time slot. But of course, we'll be there. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. And also, free Britney Griner. Still gotta do that. Free Britney Griner. It's been a long time since um, she's been here. Uh, so we need to keep speaking her name because she's still out there in Russia. So free Brittany Griner. Um, thank you for all the love and support out there. Until next time, God bless. Have a good one.